1: Everybody, Welcome to the Two Geeks and a Microphone show. We are so glad that you are joining us here live on Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. It's pretty exciting stuff. I am your co-host, Mr. Stephen Boster, along with my illustrious one and only, uh, <laughs> Michael Shanks. Mike, say hey to everybody. Good morning to all you geeks out there in geekdom land. It is so good for you to join us, everybody, because today... Is a special day because we have our friend Mr. John Keller here with us today to talk about Cobra Kai. Awesome. All right, everybody, we're gonna bring uh Mr. John in. We'll talk briefly a little bit more about this. So <clears throat> Here we go. We're bringing them in from from uh from the bad place. No, I'm just kidding. From the <laughs> bad place. We have this waiting room. My brain went to waiting room oh, and then went okay. to purgatory and I don't know what happened after that. Sorry, John. <laughs>
2: <laughs> San Antonio does seem like purgatory sometimes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try coming to Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Except except for all this uh, snowstorm stuff we got going on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah,
0: yes. it's the same here. Hey,
1: John, welcome to the show. It is great oh. to have you with us today. Good morning, John. Thank you for having me. Yes. Appreciate it. Good morning. Yeah. So. Here's the so everybody. We are discussing Cobra Kai. Now, we're not doing a specific review, even though it is kind of part of what we're doing, but we're really delving into some of the themes out of the show because um, John, you know, connected with us and, you know, we've had John before and, and he shot us an interesting email. Actually, about I, don't think we've, about-
0: I don't think we've had John on the
1: show, have we? We've not had John on the show before? I don't think so.
0: I think we've had Andrew Staples, I... but I don't think we've had John. Right? John, have we had you well, on John the
1: show? <laughs> have you on.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I think this is my debut. This will be my
1: debut. There you go. Oh, welcome. Yeah, uh, yeah, why yeah. do I think? Oh, because we spent some time with you talking about stuff. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's so, right. And maybe that's why I just can automatically, because I had such a great time doing that before. I think that would just automatically thought, oh, we were doing it for the podcast. Yeah. So um, so if you could see my ears, but you can't because I got my headphones on and put so those just. They're probably all red now because, you know, I was like, oops. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. That's all right. Right. Okay. So John, you know, we've been connected with John before and shot us an email about some really interesting thoughts about Cobra Kai season four. And I loved it. Mike and I loved it. And we wanted to have this discussion with John about it. So... Um, So that's what we're doing here today, and I'm pretty pumped about it because uh, Cobra Kai, this season, was really good.
0: Well, Mm -hmm. I I think all four seasons, yeah, we're up to four now, right? I believe it's four. Mm -hmm. I I think all Mm -hmm. four seasons of the show is fantastic. Um, I I don't think there's really a bad episode in, in any of the four seasons. And I love how this show has taken a... 80s, you know, it was an 80s hit. It was a huge movie back in the 80s and just made it relevant for today. You know, um, I, I love the characters in it. I think they've done a great job. Star Wars really could have y- taken some notes from this from this series. Honestly,
1: um, are you talking about the are you talking about the sequel trilogy? Star yeah, Wars?
0: I'm talking the sequel trilogy. the The Star Wars television series is going pretty darn good right now. But the sequel trilogy could have taken a lot of notes from this, just like I said about Ghostbusters, because you've got the next generation uh, of, of Karate Kid taking kind of taking uh, center stage. But you have the original crew still playing a huge dominant role in this film. And that's what I are in this TV series. And I wanted to see that in the sequel trilogy of Star
1: Wars, and we didn't get it. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay. Okay. Um, My favorite thing about the Cobra Kai series as a whole is there is no clear delineation, big $5 word there, um, (laughs) of good and bad. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I love how you've got your good guys and then you got who you perceive to be the bad guy, Johnny Lawrence character and how we begin to see things from his perspective Mm -hmm. and how we're playing out perspectives. You know, it's almost like what did Obi-Wan say in Empire Strikes Back? What was it that he said? Uh, Your father was, you know, but you you said my father was dead. He says, well, he was from a certain, oh, point, from of a view. certain point of view, <laughs> you yeah. know, kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I love, I love that. I don't want to say blurring good and bad. I, I think, I, um, I, but I do want to say it is do, done a great job of perspectives where mm-hmm. good people do jerk things and jerks do good things <laughs> and bad things good people do Mm -hmm. jerk you know i mean that's what i really enjoyed about this series and i really thought this fourth season really not saying it wasn't in each just in, in each season but this one particularly was really interesting with that john what were your thoughts
2: no those are great thoughts i i can agree with that a lot i like what you said how there's no real there's no real blurring between good and evil the the show the show has a good developed sense of what is morally right uh, yes. But it shows that the characters um, are deeply flawed, and their their adherence to um, that standard is always uh, coming up short, um, or they're getting there, and um, sometimes they're victims of circumstances that are beyond their control completely. That seem to be that it's almost that there are uh, that 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 that, um, that that it's like the narrative itself is going to drag them along almost within the show. And, um, regardless of their intentions, regardless of, uh, what they're trying to do, it's just, and we'll get into that a lot more later, but it's just this idea that, um, that that can happen to us in life as well. The idea that we're going to be able to, uh, make these choices, but we also have to react all the time as well. Mm-hmm. And I like that in the show that it's, it's not, the writers aren't just si- simply setting up certain situations and making sure the situations happen. Sometimes things just happen that, interrupt the situation and we, the narrative goes in a completely different direction than I thought would happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. No, Agreed. Was, those are good insights. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I guess it goes to show that Cobra Kai is not just like a, a popcorn munch- munching film, but there is some incredible depth to the storytelling.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I love how in season one, season one is a lot of, you know, Johnny versus Daniel and and you see how Johnny's character is he he's got a lot more depth to him than he did in the films you know in the films he was pretty yes. much just the bad guy and he this he was just
1: the bad guy
0: yeah right and and in this we, we see that uh there's a different perspective there you know cuz Johnny doesn't see himself as the bad guy he sees himself as the good guy he sees Daniel mm-hmm. as the bad guy you know and we see aspects of Jan- Daniel where he can be a total jerk, you know? He's mm-hmm. not the kid, the friendly kid we remember from the film. There's times when... And, and the funny thing is Daniel's intentions are always good. His intentions are good. But he, he doesn't always, you know... It doesn't always happen the way he intends it to. And mm-hmm. vice versa. I think Johnny has those same same aspects about him, you know? where Johnny always int- intends to do good, and sometimes some of his acts backfire on him. So, mm-hmm. and that's the way I see season one. Now, we start to get a lot more in-depth as we go on through the seasons because then they start introducing more of the bad guys and stuff that we saw in the films. And I, I love that because uh, I didn't watch all the films, I'll be honest. I I, I really only remember watching one. <laughs> So uh, a, a lot of the bad guys I didn't know back then, and now I'm getting mm-hmm. to know them, and I, I love them. I think they're fantastic for the show. And yes. even they are not—even they are in layers, you know? Uh, like, for instance—gosh, um, uh, I can't think of—the main bad guy. Uh, what is his name?
1: Crease, Yeah, Crease,
0: John Crease. Even Creese, you know, mm-hmm. he he has layers to him. I think he's the bad guy, but even he— there's times where some of the other bad guys go further than him, you know, mm-hmm. and he, and even he mm-hmm. questions some of their antics at times. So yeah, i I find this really interesting. It's a, it's a very good show.
2: Yeah. I think, I think um, one of the things in, in watching Cobra Kai and I've gone back with my son and watched the original trilogy, um, crowded kid one, two, and three is I've, they took, they took some source material that was great and wonderful, but also quite cheesy in many ways. (laughs) And they just, they just improved it so much that watching those movies again, while knowing what happens, um, you know, a generation, two generations later is mind blowing to see that they've taken the originals, they've improved upon it. Um, the villains are villainous, but they're villainous in different ways. (laughs) Um, the, um, we've got some purpose. We've got some reasons behind why Kreese acts the way he does. Um, We can see these kinds of things much more so rather than just getting a little glimpse of dialogue here or there.
1: Agreed. Totally agreed. agreed. I I think, you know, with Kreese, um, seeing that backstory with him, you know, being a POW and, you know, traumatic situations with people can really change (laughs) perspectives or how they view the world um, and and uh, you know I, kn- I know from a, from a religious nature I know you know in you know in being a pastor or having been a pastor for a long time you know trying to help people you know through certain situations it's fascinating to see how life events can really affect people and how they view the world and how they live out a specific uh, for lack of a better term moral code and um, <clears throat> and I think you're right John I think that the whole aspect of seeing that aspect of John Kreese's backstory helps you see his uh how shall we say his um, uh his dogmatism to being a fighter you know what I mean hanging in there you know at all costs and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, his 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 need for strength um, is is it permeates his life. Um, And, you know, when we see his own personal situation, what is it in uh, season two, I believe, when when creases Johnny's following him around? What are you doing? Where are you at? And he's living in a homeless shelter. Um, You start to see that. And then you hear that. And then you see some more of the flashbacks to Vietnam in the background. And you're Mm -hmm. really going, oh, my gosh it's almost like he has to have this kind of strength with karate because he has no control over any other aspect of his life. And he thinks that by Mm -hmm. having this kind of control is giving him some
0: um, kind of purpose. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. a great Mm -hmm. way of putting that. I totally agree with that.
1: Right. Um, I didn't didn't think of that way. I just thought, Oh dude, this guy's messed up. Yeah,
2: Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely though.
0: Definitely.
1: But no, I get what you're saying. He, he
0: has this need, he has this need to be, a winner, you know, um, and, and cause I think in the, in the back of his mind, he's, he's always in Vietnam. I, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's an interesting way to, way to look at this.
1: <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. So everybody, if you're just joining us, we are with our guest and our friend, Mr. John Keller, and we are discussing, uh Cobra Kai season 4 we're just kind of doing a little overview about Cobra Kai right now um and we're going to start delving into some of the well we are already are some of the big themes within Cobra Kai um but especially we we're, we're going to talk about some of the things that happen in season 4 so we're not doing a play by play we're not doing a walk through of Cobra Kai season 4 <laughs> i we're think we're too the deep
0: into Cobra Kai to do a
1: walk through unless yeah, yeah. <laughs> right Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. now let's do this. Let's do our overall. Uh, we, you know, we always like to give a, a rating, an overall rating to season four or yeah, We like to do an overall rating, say why we'd think that. And then, you know, kind of your things we, we forgot to do that at the beginning. So, uh, Mike, wh- what do you think out of, uh, what, uh, out of what, out of five, what should we do our ratings? Let's see what was prevalent
0: in this season. Um, man, that's hard to hard to choose for Cobra Kai. Uh I mean it's 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 too easy to go to the to the crane kick. <laughs> that's that's just well, too yeah, easy. That's true. Two too on the nose. Uh I give it four and a half out of five. Oh, uh, I love it. I love it. Here we go. Here we go. Somebody chimed in. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's Eagle good. Fang. There we go. Love it. Awesome. Eagle Fang. Yeah. Thank you, love Zig. It. Uh, yeah, so I, I'll give it four out of five uh, eagle fangs. That's that's great. Okay, I love it. I all love right,
1: it. four and a half out of five eagle fangs. Love it, <laughs> Zig. <laughs> with the save there, <laughs> right on, John. What about you? What if you uh, just oh, give it a rating? What would you give it?
2: I I say something similar about four and a half eagle fangs out of five. Um, <laughs> the show the show has just. Um, it took everything that it's been doing for a few years and it just kind of, um, it propelled us forward. It's almost like a transitionary season. Obviously the show's Ooh. going to be going into bigger places um, and it's just, um, you know, and I, we can get into the, the larger phenomenon of it too later on, but it's just, it's, it's impact that it's having on the popular culture at large does definitely give it that four and a half out of five.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. That's cool. You know, when we got season one, I never thought we would get, Four seasons. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I love season one. I absolutely oh. adored it. And we got second season and it was good. And I was like, oh, this is good. You know, then we got, you know, at the end of the second season, I was like, well, we got to find out what's going to go on. And so I guess we'll get a third one. But I, I, thinking of this as a transitional season, John, I think you're right because it did propel things forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it and sure I, did.
0: I wonder if we will eventually move into where the, The kids are a bigger focus to the show, and then they Mm -hmm. draw less upon Johnny and Daniel and Kreese, you know, if if they become more background characters eventually. Right. I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if that's where they're heading with this. Because, again, that's what I would have liked to have seen in Star Wars sequels, in the sequels. Mm where where we have the main characters come in and be the main focus and they hand everything off to the next generation. And it just it didn't feel like that in the sequels, but this to me it it feels a lot like that's where they're heading with this. So
2: Oh, um, yeah, most definitely. I mean, I I Miguel lives in my head and his choices <laughs> and what he's doing and where he's going. He's it's, you know, he could be one of 10,000 students that I teach myself and it's nice. just Um, seeing where he's going and how he's growing and how he's navigating the world is fascinating. And I can't wait to see more of it.
0: Yeah. I love his Mm -hmm. character. His character is fantastic.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And his miraculous healing from getting his back broken.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, now that can happen.
1: Bruce Lee, it happened to Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee
0: actually Uh, broke his back and he, he healed from it and he's still Mm -hmm. a world-class martial artist afterwards. So, that yep. is believable actually. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> hey, you if you wanted a real world example,
1: there you go, dude. Yeah, it was quick. That was quick. Nicely done. Nicely done, Mike. Right. I, I give that to you. It's right off the top right of on. my head, too. <laughs> yeah. So, one of my favorite things was the introduction of a new character or uh, bringing back an old character. Uh, and this was from Karate Kid 3. What did you guys think about the bringing back of, uh, oh my gosh, Penguin moment? Silver. Terry Silver, yeah.
0: Uh well like yeah, I said I really only remember watching the first film so I had no idea who this character was. Um but I'm I'm getting a sense that he is
1: one bad dude. <laughs> um so in in since you didn't know anything about the character what were your thoughts about him within the show you're like oh here here comes this guy who's got a, you know his hair back in a ponytail and and uh wh- you know, you know nothing about him. What was your impression then?
0: Um, well, you know, at first uh, he comes off very timid and meek. Yeah, you know, and I really didn't know what to think about him. And but in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, if if John wants him so badly, if Crease wants him so badly, this dude has got to be a badass. <laughs> that that was right. That was my thinking. Mhm. And and uh, and I think he played that out very good. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. He did. By the time we got to the end of it that last episode, um I was just like,
0: <gasps> oh yeah. Mole, mole, mole.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know. And um how there was that transition that occurred. <laughs> excuse me. And uh, I thought it played well. It, in in season 3, excuse me, in the third movie. He kind of plays the the secret, hey, I'm gonna be a friend to I'm gonna be a you know, a friend to Daniel LaRusso and I'm gonna help him out. It but really secretly he was really working along with Crease. Mm-hmm. And I loved how we got the bond in, in season four, we got this bond. What how do how what was their bond? How was it created kind of a thing? And um and, and I enjoyed that. John, what did you think about uh, Silver in this?
2: Um, well, seeing Silver again um, was, especially after having rewatched it and seen the third one and kind of reminded myself of who he was originally. And like you said, this kind of snake in the grass that's trying to be like a good guy mm. um, to Danny and stuff, but secretly working with Crease, of course. Um, I'm wondering, as time has passed for him, that he has... Um, you know, he has kind of completely put um, Vietnam and karate and those kinds of things behind him. When we first were reintroduced to him, Mm -hmm. he's living a completely different lifestyle. Um, He's, you know, he's of course ensconced in wealth and, and living that kind of lifestyle. And he's trying to, it's almost as if he's trying to be the exact opposite of a fighter. He's trying to be the exact opposite of a person who would, who would do anything to get the results he wanted. And he was trying um, he was trying to live life a completely different way. Um and Crease comes back into his life and you know, and of course he's gonna resist for a little while before he um ends up accepting his uh proposals. And but once he does accept those proposals, he goes full-blown Terry Silver again. And he's very manipulative. He's very he's he's very harsh. He's, you know, if, if you think Crease is harsh, man, especially like we said, by the time you see the end of season four and what's happening there, you're Oh, my gosh. He is stopping at nothing to get what he wants.
1: He is cold and calculated. It was yeah. almost like he was trying to keep this repressed nature or, you know, mm-hmm. the, he, he's got this dark nature. He's trying to keep it repressed. And then Kreese just kind of opened the door for that and like, OK.
0: Well, and I think "calculator" is a perfect word for him because You know, you see him, there are times where he wants to, in the teaching, he wants to jump in front of John Kreese. And then he steps back because he's like, "Uh, no, listen to uh, Sensei Kreese, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. But you can tell he's, he's plotting in his head as that's all going on. He's he's plotting Mm -hmm. his next moves. I mean, he's like a chess player. Mm -hmm. You know, he he's gotta be what they say in chess you have to be what five moves ahead of of your opponent or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I I think he's Mm -hmm. like a chess player where he's constantly thinking, okay, this is what he's gonna do, but I'm gonna do this, this, and this. You know Mm -hmm. he he's an
1: interesting bad
0: guy. I like him. I like him as a Uh, bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You like him as what?
0: As a bad guy. I have to clarify
1: that. Oh, as a bad guy. Yeah, sorry. Because
0: yeah. I guarantee you, my wife, you know, she was like, I hate this guy. I hate him. I know, Yeah, you hate him. <laughs> and that just shows he's doing a great job because right. you're supposed to hate him. <laughs> yes. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. So uh, Zig says that he was uh, here. I'll pop it up. He says he was uh, coked out in Karate Kid 3 and he admitted mm-hmm. it in, in season three or four. You know that's right. He that's did. True. It. Uh, yeah, he did admit that. <laughs> yep. um, I forgot about that and stuff. Um, let's see here.
0: He's plotting. He's his-
1: so I would say, um, oh, with his character, I think he. Uh, it b- brings up, and this is I, I, I. I'm transitioning to the major theme of what's bringing us here today. Is Um, This whole concept of bullying was huge Mm -hmm. in this in this episode. And that relationship with increase and silver, there seemed to be a uh, how shall I say There, there seemed to be a sense of that transition of, of silver into kind of a bully kind of character by the time we got to the end. You're right, Mike. I think he started off timid and then by the end he became the bully. But yet we see other bully stories happening within this season. It was almost like it for me it was a major theme. And John, when you brought that up and talked with us about it, I was like, yeah, I think you're you're right on about this whole concept of of this, you know, bullying, what it is what it does, what it can create, that that kind of um, you know, we talked about that moral code that sometimes t- traumatic events can ca- cause people right. to change and see that um, mm-hmm. in here. So, I, I, what were your guys' thoughts about that whole concept? That, you know, with you know, you know, we're talking about silver changing and becoming the big bully, but we saw bullying all throughout this episode, or excuse me, this season. Mm-hmm. So, what were your guys' thoughts?
0: Go ahead, John. I think I think
2: that um, the how do I put it? Um, I'm a high school teacher myself, um, and so okay. uh, many of the many of the kids in the dojos are students that I would be, you know, teaching myself, and the the bullying is is just something that. Um, you know, when they give that speech to try to reinstate the all Valley and the kids are talking about the need for a way to stand up to the bullies Uh and stand up Uh to bullying um, in a way that is, I I don't, I don't like to use the word controlled, but yeah, it's kind of controlled how it's part of a tournament and there's kind of sportsmanship to it and things like that. Um, There's, there's so much of the, uh, so much of our relationships um, that we negotiate and navigate with each other. Um, there's there's so many kinds of power dynamics that can seem to happen that um, sometimes we're aware of, sometimes we're over, overtly acting on, sometimes we're not overtly acting on all of them, and sometimes we're just reacting all the time. And it seems like um, Silver comes in, and once he's decided to be all in, he's the <laughs> one... Um, dominating the the idea for power and the idea to be the one in charge and to be to to be the one in control because that's what he's decided to do now and everyone else is just a tool for that end and the bullies when they were looking to step up and stand up to those kinds of things whether they're the kids or whether it's johnny trying to stand up to crease or crease trying to stand up to silver or vice versa there's this there's this sense of desperation of loss of power of loss of influence And the idea that, that there needs to be some kind of a reorganization of their, of their relationships and their hierarchy with each other to find out who's going to, uh, where you're going to come out so that you're not constantly being victimized.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah. Boy, you got me pondering there. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. No, that's good.
2: That's good stuff. No, well, I, um, I, I see the students so much. My my own students that I have, I see it so much that um, there is. I, mean, they, I was just a few days ago in class, and I was just listening to some students arguing about sports, and their their arguments. They're using words. They're not. They're not. Uh, they're not punching each other or anything else, but they were clear. There was clearly a negotiation that I'm better. I have these better ideas. I support these better things and you aren't. And they're constantly trying to um, fight with each other, kind of, so to speak with through that argument to try to um, be it's, it all boiled down to being accepted as someone who's a peer rather than someone to be dominated. Um, and I see that with the kids so much within uh, Cobra Kai and um they're they're constantly tired of being kind of uh pushed around as tools for others and um they want to um be tools of their own lives i guess I could say
1: Mhm mhm I think within the season of Cobra Kai one of the things that we saw um was just how the the domineering aspect, you know, one to dominate one another is what we see a lot of within Cobra Kai, um, with the kids and even in the adults. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, haven't you grown out of this?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, you, you, you see Daniel, I mean, when this all starts, it seems like Daniel has, you know, moved on with his life and, and of course, you know, uh uh Miyagi-do always plays a a aspect of his life. It always plays somewhere in his life cuz it's been such a big influence. But you can tell when it starts, it's in the background. And then all of a sudden when he sees Johnny's back, you know, that's when oh, nope. Uh uh the dojo has to be in the front ground now. And and mm-hmm. everything just everything is karate at that point where Johnny his he starts to see his life as well I'm not a success if I don't have the karate you know mm-hmm. Daniel didn't have that same same aspect because Daniel's already been a success and you know with his his uh, car company and and stuff like that so but um so I I just find it interesting how how yeah like you said the 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 karate aspect just pulls them right back into their childhood or mm-hmm. teens or whatever you know mm-hmm. um, right yeah <laughs> that's crazy
1: now i think it's interesting
0: go ahead go ahead
1: uh, i was just, no, gonna... I was just... <laughs> all right steven go <laughs> okay i think it's interesting that the whole aspect of karate is to give people discipline um, focus, um, will, you know, that kind of a thing. But it ain't working so well for
0: them.
1: Well, <laughs> you know,
0: I, you know, so I think they is.
1: do have the discipline
0: and the will, but they, they just put it in the wrong uh, uh, perspectives. Okay. Does that make sense?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, it does.
0: Yes, it does. <laughs> um, what I was going to say was, John, in, in – your thoughts that you had sent us, one of the, the themes that I really liked that you brought up that I wanted to talk about was the theme of of uh, a lack of father and and mm-hmm. fatherhood and and how that theme seems to be very prevalent through this series and which I completely agree with and they're 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 all every one of them are looking for a role to fill that father. Fatherly role, you
1: know what I mean. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Agreed. And I think even for Johnny, we see Johnny, you, you, know, <laughs> you know, not having a great father figure, kind of a thing, and then you know, trying to be a not having one, but trying to be one. I, I think has been really interesting within this season as well. Steven, Um,
0: did you see Brian's comment?
1: Yeah. Uh, No, Brian says, uh, oh, speaking of Johnny, he says, uh, Johnny never moved on from the 80s. He's still a man child, (laughs) so to speak. (laughs) Sometimes I relate uh, to Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) There Um, is that sense where he still, he loves the 80s, you know. Me too. Kind of a thing and stuff.
0: Yeah. when 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 uh i love it when um miguel comes to him and starts telling him oh why didn't you tell me about these bands in the 80s and he's Talk, you know, and I'm sitting there going, "Yeah, I'm with Johnny." <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I
0: always was more the heavy metal guy, you know. It's like, yeah, it's because that's because they weren't cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: pretty funny. But that, yeah, that's where
0: I identify with Johnny a little bit more than I do Daniel. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's funny. Great comment, Brian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, no, I wanted to go back to the whole. Uh, Father aspect, because you know, Danny has a Danny's Danny's father's missing, obviously, Um, and Johnny's father was a loser and pretty much out of the picture. Um, John Crease, we don't talk about his father much, but I I got I get the aspect that John had a similar situation with you know, Mm -hmm. with with his dad, you know. Um, So yeah, I like how. Uh The themes of this is we have a missing father throughout all this, and each one of them is looking for that father figure so with uh Daniel, you got it miyagi Mr Miyagi, of course he he brings in that fatherly advice and everything with with uh Johnny, it's John crease, you know mm-hmm. and granted, i <laughs> It may not be the best fatherly figure, but he's reaching out for that, and I I like that aspect of the show because they're just... And they do do the same thing through this because, like, uh, Daniel, he kind of starts taking on uh, Johnny's son and being a father figure to Johnny's son, and then Johnny's being a father figure to Miguel, but then Miguel crosses over to Daniel for parts of the time too. So there's this jealousy aspect between Mm -hmm. Daniel and, and Johnny and yeah, I love those, the great, great storylines.
1: Brian says, uh, it's very Spielbergian, Spielbergian. Uh, Hopefully I'm saying that (laughs) the lack of, or absentee father figure plays a lot in the early Spielberg movies. Mm -hmm. Ooh, Yeah. I, you know, I had uh, Brian name Brian name one because my brain is having a hard time penguin e. <laughs> an iceberg moment E.T. Um, e. E.T. There's, oh, no yeah. e. there's no father in E.T. There's yeah. no father in E.T. At all. Yeah. yeah. No.
0: I mean, that's the biggest uh, Spielberg one that comes to my mind would be E.T. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But see, yeah. interesting. The whole father figure thing um, in today's society the dad has become a joke honestly and i hate that i absolutely hate that um Mm. you know especially throughout disney dad is always the the bumbling idiot you know um in this Mm. we have a missing father but uh they're looking they're looking for somebody to fill that role and they're not a bumbling idiot you know um even Johnny, Johnny's not a bumbling idiot. He, he, he does dumb things, you know, He but he makes bad choices is what it is. It's not that Johnny's an idiot. He just makes bad choices. And I, I think mm-hmm. there's a big difference between that and what we see throughout Disney and, and just regular television where they just make the father just a bumbling idiot, you know. I, mm-hmm. I think there's a huge difference in this. And not to mention we're seeing growth. Um, mm-hmm. Johnny's growing as a father. Um, Daniel's mm-hmm. growing as a father. So most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely, so yeah. I, I think those are great yeah. themes that they do this, do this. And, uh, Brian did comment. I got it. Close encounters Close encounters. Mm-hmm. Dreyfus abandons yeah. his family. That's true. Yeah, that's true.
1: So did that start happening when he made the the mashed potato
0: devil's tower? <laughs> <laughs> this this means something. This means something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> John, what are your thoughts?
2: Oh, most definitely. I agree so much with what uh Michael was saying earlier. Um the 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 ghosts of of father figures um, the father figures who did end up being in their lives Johnny and um, Daniel's uh, lives when they were younger um, they still haunt them uh, Johnny had a stepdad he had a dad he had a stepdad um, his mom's yeah. his mom's uh, new husband so to speak was mm-hmm. um, you know obviously we see him a few times played wonderfully in the in the show we see him a few times but um, you know he was definitely emotionally very distant and, and abusive in many ways. Um, um, only there to give money and that's about it. Um, and then Johnny got the, he got the validation from crease. Um, uh, but, mm-hmm. and, and we also see that crease got something out of that relationship in season four. Um, you know, silver hits it on the head, you know, your weakness is Johnny Lawrence and crease knows that he cannot admit that to himself or anyone else because there cannot be an admission of weakness. Um, mm-hmm. Daniel, you know, of course, that's he's great emot- insight
1: right there, John, that was good. That's yeah. right. Oh, thank you.
2: And Daniel yeah. with Daniel with Miyagi, I mean Miyagi just, you know, it just haunts the show so much everywhere all the time. Um, because he did so much for Daniel at such a crucial point in Daniel's life, um, that he helped give him the lessons and discipline and um that kind of um male that kind of male authority that he was hungering for and that he was um needing very deeply. And he, with the loss of Miyagi, he's kind of, it's almost when the, the show picks up, you know, 30 some odd years later in seasons one and two, is that Daniel is just kind of going on those fumes almost. And you see him growing. And as, as uh, y'all said earlier, he's growing as a father himself. Mm-hmm. He's becoming more in tune with Miyagi, but he's seeing examples around him, his, his own experiences with Miguel and Robbie and his own children with Amanda and his son and he goes from this kind of permissive absent um kind of loose-handed kind of father and disciplinary approach to becoming a much more i mean in season four um what is it when he's finally uh breaks his son's tablet and he's all he does the, he does the johnny lawrence quiet and i'm just like oh man daniel is now becoming a much more active father in um his son's life and giving his son what his son has obviously been acting out and desperately needs as well.
0: Yeah. And he, right. he's completely overlooking his son through all that mm-hmm. too. Cause he doesn't see that his son is completely becoming the bully.
1: Right. Oh, it killed me. Yeah. It yeah. killed me.
0: And yeah. when, when they introduced the other kid, uh, um, that Johnny's son ends up training, uh, mm-hmm. I, I am bad with the name. Sorry. <laughs> uh, when they introduced him, and and then and Daniel's son became the bully to him, I told Brenda right away. I go, that kid's Cobra Kai, and she's like, mm-hmm. no. I go, yeah, that kid, he's going to become Cobra Kai because he's everything that Cobra Kai preys on. They're mm-hmm. they're looking for that kid who's being picked on, but has has major potential, and I knew right away. I'm like, yep, he's Cobra Kai. He's, he's going to yeah. join their dojo. And sure enough,
1: he did. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of the whole melding of the Cobra Kai Miyagi dough uh, <laughs> styles? Uh, the styles, melding the styles
0: is a good idea. But the problem is Johnny and Daniel can't come together together and decide yeah. on training. That's the problem. <laughs>
2: <laughs> their, their rivalry, their rivalry. I mean, my son and I, for all the episodes we kept watching all the time and their interactions, I mean, these guys obviously should be best friends. Yeah. These guys obviously should be the bestest friends doing anything and everything together and hanging out and they their, their, their rivalries from their past are, they're so enslaved to, to that rivalry that it's controlling them so much to where they can't obviously see past the point where they need to yeah their their uneasy alliance should have been a very friendly alliance
0: agreed mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. agree
1: yeah uh, yeah uh brian says uh that kid who was uh bullied. the kid that kid who was bullied is an amazing actor disney sony should snap him up to be miles morales oh that's a girl. great comment
0: brian that's i love it yeah. oh disney if you're listening <laughs>
1: yeah Yeah. jeff agrees completely i do too completely (laughs) hi jeff um i i would say that um hmm uh that was the one part of the story that that also got me just the the angst of it the tension of it i just could i i really i really struggled with and, um, you know, here's this kid who's getting bullied. And then the bully, which Daniel LaRusso's son was trying to say sorry for at the end. And, man, he pummeled them, you know, <laughs> he is a good actor. Um, you know, the bully becomes the bully. And, yeah, because um, he
0: does become the bully after a while, mm-hmm. you know, which, mm-hmm. it, which is just wild. Because you see, you see it just completely flip on end. You know, where mm-hmm. where Daniel's son all of a sudden is like, you know, this is wrong. You know, these are the things that my dad has fought against. Okay, I, I need to back off this kid and I need to be friendly to him, and it just doesn't work anymore because this kid's already been so damaged by him. That the, mm-hmm. the all the kid sees is rage, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you
0: know, as somebody who got bullied in high school, I I understand that. I get it. It you know, yeah. Um, but there is a side of me that's like, look, he's trying. He's trying to make up for his mistakes, and you're yeah. not allowing him. So, at some point, you got to allow grace. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. right.
1: right? Yep. 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 Uh, here's another comment from. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce this, but, uh, <laughs> Sage page Omega.
0: Great Sage name, page by the Omega. way. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. I like it.
1: I like it. Uh, he goes, I feel they don't need, they don't need to really come together. Uh, as where Robbie has proven and is now the gateway needed to lead to the new style of Cobra Miyagi dojo into the new era. Hey, I'll, that's interesting. Cool. I like that. Um, yeah, Robbie, that kid's a good actor too. Um he reminds me uh the little the guy on uh uh oh She's Topanga right. uh world new world, oh. new kids world. I can't <laughs> think of it. Uh
0: yeah, um, I know the I know it. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um he can be the vessel needed to channel both their teachings and showcase that for all the other st- showcase that for all the other students. Yeah, um, I, I think the next season five will be interesting with him as as um, as that character, as, you know, um, it was really neat to see him in the, the way they were fighting at the end of the tournament. The big, ah, Zig, boy it. meets yeah, world. Boy Thank me world. you. <laughs> Thanks, Zig. Um, so, yeah. So.
0: um, I'm surprised Dagen- it wasn't Brian with that save, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right? Brian's, Brian's usually, Brian's usually the one Zig... chiming in and saving my butt on a lot of things. So <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well now we got Zig in the chat. So right. Zig's gonna do <laughs> Hey, just a quick shout out. Uh everybody sees in the chat Jeff and Zig. They are from Nerdery and Murdery, and we just finished a great crossover event with them. So mm-hmm. if you haven't checked yeah, them out, please definitely. Do. Uh, and all. And Brian's uh, from to...
0: <laughs> and Brian's from Three Geeky Dads, by the way.
1: Yes. Yep, check out Zig Brian's knows group. all geekdom. <laughs> <laughs> I I bow to your now, oh, Zig. <laughs> oh, here here's Brian. <laughs> I was getting more rough. I was yelling.
0: Uh, that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> that's
1: funny. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Awesome. Oh yeah, Brian from Three Geeky Dads. We're hoping to do a. I'm hoping we can get a crossover with them too. So yeah, we'll we'll talk so. with them soon. <clears throat> All right. So I'm sorry. I, uh, penguin fell off the iceberg for me. I got distracted. Where were we? <laughs> squirrel squirrel. Yeah. No kidding. I lost track too. Um,
0: anyway,
2: we were looking ahead into season five and,
0: and what we think.
2: Oh um, yeah. Is yeah. Yeah. With Robbie and the other kids. So yeah. yeah. Do you so think Robbie
0: is going to come over to Miyagi slash Eagle Fang? Uh,
1: I, I, <sighs> how shall I say this? I, I think he's just on his own. You know what I mean? He's, I, I like the concept that Sage page Omega brought up was that new era that, you know, kind of transition and, and bring him together. Um, I did love the fact that he went to his dad. Yeah. I love that. That last episode, uh, at the end, and I thought, oh, that's well, a and, great touching moment. And that's why mm-hmm. I
0: question is he going to come back, to, end up coming back to Miyagi Do then?
1: Or can I, I think coming back to his dad, you know, he's going to support his dad with Eagle Fang. You mean um, with,
0: with Miyagi Do? Robbie's. No, no, no. Am, am I getting my confused? No. characters confused?
1: Yeah, Rob, Robbie was actually is here's the thing. If, if we're well, I could be confused, too, because I'm getting older. Um, <laughs> Robby, um, Robbie was was being taught Miyagi-Do, but ended up being actually was Johnny Lawrence's son. Right. And so. Mm-hmm. He, oh, yeah. OK. Okay. End, OK. Right. At the so. end of the season, he went back to his dad saying that he yeah. had made mistakes and and that kind of a thing right. and stuff. But here's what Jeff says, and I think this ties into our conversation, is Jeff says um, Chosen in Season 5 is going to be awesome. Yes. I, I think that's just going to be phenomenal, and that's because when they lost the tournament, wasn't it? They lost the tournament, so they couldn't do, you know, they weren't allowed to teach in the Valley or whatever. They made some kind of stupid mm-hmm. bet. Oh, know, yeah. Kind of oh, yeah. yeah. Um, here's what Brian says. Likely any uh, Toho. I'm trying to think. Godzilla, uh, um, where two monsters have to team up to bring down a bigger baddie. Miyagi Don Eagle Fang need to combine to bring down Cobra Kai. Well, and I, I think
0: uh, I think we're moving into that definitely. Um, they yeah. they because they started that with the end of season four, and then right. they, everything fell apart. So then they decided, yeah. oh no no, we're going to take them on separately. And, right. yeah. and I, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, with the silly bet they had, I'm wondering what's going to happen is or I, I think what might happen is you might see Miyagi-Do, Eagle Fang come together as a brand new dojo, a whole new name, you know, because mm-hmm. they, they had that problem, too. Oh, do we call us Miyagi-Do or do we call us Eagle Fang? You know, mm-hmm. um, so they had that problem because mm-hmm. neither one could give that up.
1: Miyagi Fang, <gasps>
0: <laughs> Miyagi Fang. <laughs> no, I think we're gonna get a. I think we're gonna get a whole new named dojo, something mm-hmm. totally different. You know that that suits the two of them. And,
1: and do you think it's gonna be chosen who's gonna be teaching? Because Jeff said, yeah, because yeah. chosen can teach. Yeah. So, I think. Um, I think it I think it, would,
2: I think it will be through Chosen. Um after um after Daniel went to Okinawa was it season 3?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and he um he got the new lessons from Chosen and um his turning to Chosen again at the end of season 4 I think is great because Chosen doesn't have that baggage. Um, right. he doesn't have those rivalries chosen is, is going to be someone who can bring them all under, um, and teach them all without this. I'm better than, you No, I'm better than, you No, I had this in the past. No, you had that in the past. That kind of stuff is not dominating chosen's life the way it has been for Daniel and Johnny.
0: (laughs) Well, Daniel, Johnny silver. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You're absolutely right. Can we just say,
1: I'm, I'm going to br- agree with Brian. Um, and can we just all say that whatever that's going to be for now, we can just call it Miyagi Fang. <laughs> 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 I, right, so that's what I was calling it. Miyagi Fang. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jeff brings up, Jeff says uh, chosen will finally unite Johnny and Daniel because the Sato teachings, both, both sides. sides. Of all-
0: right. Oh. I, I totally agree with that. And Daniel used that move on, mm-hmm. on Johnny. During this season, too, when the two of them fought, he actually used that move. That's right. He's like, "What the? Yeah, because he's like, what? Yeah, Johnny was like, it? What it he- what was that? <laughs> that's not Miyagi, Doe. Yep. <laughs> no, it's Miyagi Fay <laughs> 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 Nice,
1: nice. <laughs> yep." Oh gosh! Brian says, "Well said, Jeff." Uh, on Johnny, or chosen will unite them. I hope so. I, I, that's. I think that's what I was really looking forward to at the beginning of season four was the two to come together, and mm-hmm. that lasted maybe two episodes. Yeah. You know, like Dad come it. You know, I wanted to see them come together. Well, I I, so, I think
0: we'll we will finally see that in season five.
1: That's that's where I think I it's, hope so. Gotta, no. I, I think it's time for it. You know what I mean? It's and I, time I, to... I think
0: that's going to be their way of getting around the bet, you know, mm-hmm. because then they, they, oh. they create this oh, brand new wow. dojo right. with a total new name and they could be like, well, we're not Miyagi Do. We're not Eagle Fang. So yeah. So now we can teach, you know, mm-hmm. that's how I think they're going to get around the bet.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, y'all, do y'all think we're going to see the exposure of Terry Silver's fixing the tournament? Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Tori
2: witnessed that. Right. right.
1: Yep. Yeah. Boy, she was mad. She was so mad because yeah. here she was, her character, thinking she finally achieved something on her own.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. And
1: and uh, and then to see that he paid off the judge, mm-hmm. I was like, or, or the, the ref, excuse me. Yeah, the ref. The ref.
0: I, I think we're mm-hmm. in season five, we're going to see Tori and uh, Daniel's daughter. Um, Amanda. Yeah, I think we're going to see them finally come together and, and put their past behind them. And I think Tori's probably going to end up jo- joining Miyagi Fang. <laughs> 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 Miyagi <laughs> Fang. That just sounds so them? weird. <laughs> right.
1: We're gonna, they'll probably expose it and say we're going to have to do another. Uh, they're They're going to have to make another. What's the word? another villain that they're going to have to fight another kid villain. They're going to have to fight. And I hope it's not it. I hope it's not the future miles Morales kid.
0: <laughs> we we'll call him <it> that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you see this comment from Jeff? Uh, use Soto's name, make it. Soto's name. Yeah. Uh, say that.
1: <laughs> right. To Gucci.
0: To Gucci dojo.
1: And, uh, nice. Right here. Here. Let me test something real quick. Let's see what this looks like. Uh, oh, new comments will be displayed. Hey, bro, we've okay. got a rolling uh, a chat overlay, so I guess it doesn't do the old old uh, comments. But anyway, Brian says uh, eagle, eagle, doe. Do. <laughs> eagle, doe. eagle do eagle do eagle do eagle <laughs> do, and then Zig <laughs> says yes. yes. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that yes is to go with Jeff's uh, uh, Toguchi dojo. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, and also.
0: I can I kind of like Eagle Doe. <laughs> 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 I don't think Daniel would like that because there's no Miyagi in there whatsoever. So, right. Anyway,
1: no. I think Jeff's onto something. That with Sato, or, uh, with, sorry, with chosen coming under Sato's style. Um, man, that's so interesting. I'm excited to see that. I totally forgot about the offense and defense mm-hmm. nature of it all. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because uh, uh, Miyagi Do has always been on the defense, and yes, Cobra Kai is always on the offense. So, yes. but we did see Cobra Kai was using Miyagi Do because uh-huh. they started incorporating Miyagi Do, and actually, I think they were doing better with it than what Daniel and Johnny were doing. And but that's because mm-hmm. they had a cohesive training. <laughs> Right. Which is where I said mm-hmm. that, that Johnny and Daniel went wrong because they couldn't come up with a co- cohesive training for both styles. Where John Kreese and his team, they did they they were like, "Look, mm-hmm. this is how you inc- uh, incorporate Miyagi Do into our style," and and mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. they did turn it into an offense, more or less. So.
1: Mm-hmm. They sure did. They sure, yeah. I I did like that that last, you know, the whole tournament and seeing how they were using Styles in the tournament mm-hmm. and coming back. I thought it was really was really good and really interesting. Oh, and um, we
0: got a Star Wars uh, reference, which was yes. awesome because he's like he went all he went all dark side. <laughs> yeah. High ground, yeah. <laughs> right, and we got the, well, Obi-Wan <laughs> defeated Anakin because Obi-Wan had the high ground. I loved that. <laughs> that was so right.
1: Cool. Right. Jeff asks, he asks, he says, uh, who thought that Daniel was going to do the Miyagi healing on Miguel's back? Surprised we didn't see it. Agreed. Yeah. You know, uh, the... Grabbing the hands. And, didn't
0: you know. he do that, though? Uh, somewhere?
1: Uh, He Um, like he
0: started to do it for something.
2: There there was huh, and then he was like, "Oh, I I don't have anything else."
0: Right, I don't remember what it was though. He he did he started it, but I I don't remember what the context of that was. Yeah, because it it was just a funny, it was a humorous moment, you know. Right, yeah, and a callback to the originals. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he yelled for a medic. Then yeah oh okay yeah that's right so he was gonna do it and then he realized I have no idea what I'm doing (laughs) (laughs) let's bring in a real medic
1: (laughs) there's yeah there's that Zig said that he didn't yell for a medic so there we go yeah oh my goodness great interactions and stuff so yeah What, what else are we missing about this this season that we were gonna talk about um I do know that the um I was I, I was surprised. You know, we briefly mentioned about Terry Silver and that switch in that switch from the timid into your awakening the dark side of me. And then when it happens, and that was the moment where we get to see the one character come back, oh, what was his name? He was so funny. Um, the rich guy with the beard and he threw the party at his house or you know, something like that. Oh the, the uh, stingray. Stingray. Yeah, yeah, Stingray, thank you. Yeah. And um and then when Terry Oh, just, the
0: one that was in uh uh Cobra Kai and wanted yeah. to come back and and uh, and Terry's like, uh, no, you're not Cobra Kai material, get out and, yeah,
2: uh, right. he and then pounding on him just oh on my him. I, I thought he was gonna actually kill him. I, I did thought too. That was happen.
1: I did too. It that was that was dark gruesome. That was a, it was dark, dark moment. Yeah, and then and then we get the big thing at the end where he says, "Who did this to you?" And what does he say? Crease. Crease. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Jeffrey called him (laughs) stinkray. Yeah, I think that was brought up by his neighbor or something like that.
1: Oh gosh. Um. Brian says that uh, with Hawk. Um. Doing a total 180 from being the bully to getting bullied himself was so refreshing.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, um, you know, I mean, it, I felt bad for Hawk though, because I really like Hawk a lot. You know, I, I right. mean, I, I even liked him as a bad guy, but and mm-hmm. I think I like him even better now that he's come back over to the light side. <laughs> to use a Star Wars yeah. analogy. Uh, right. but I, I felt sorry for Hawk. It's like, uh, you know, cause Hawk went through, he went through the bullying himself and then he became the bully and which was horrible. And it mm-hmm. was like, oh man, I, I, yeah, I, so I felt sorry for him.
2: <laughs> I felt sorry for him in a way, but it's almost like he had to go through that. That was his, that was his only sure. way to get down from that ledge. Like he, it's almost like he couldn't, his hand had to be forced to change, um, because he had to, he had to have some excuse to have a break, uh, rather than just, Oh, walk away or whatever.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. This was a great comment too from brain. Me too. That's, that's what I meant. He re-embraced his inner D and D geek. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, right. I like
1: how, I, I like how, uh, this is from Sage page. Omega. I like, uh, uh, how Mr. Miyagi's biggest lesson quotes of balance is finally being released uh, by everyone in yes. merging of the two dojo makes the balance real for everyone. Mm-hmm. Well said. Agreed. Very well said. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
0: now I'll tell you one thing, <clears throat> something that kind of annoyed me about the first like three seasons of this um, in the first three seasons uh, in the season finale, there's always this huge, ridiculous, Unrealistic fight, you know, like like the fight in the school. I'm like, come on, no school would actually let that happen. Now, John, you're a teacher. (laughs) Could you see that actually (laughs) happening in your school? Not answer that
1: on the grounds it may incriminate you.
0: Not (laughs) Not that far. I've I've broken up my share
2: of fights. Um, uh, and nothing's ever gotten that far, obviously, obviously they did a lot of, uh, artistic license with that. Right. I mean, right. they did, they did, they did bring up when they talked about it with the, with the meetings afterwards and the community's like, what's going on? And there's these violations and there's rules. Yeah. There are some of those things that I'm not allowed to do when I'm getting involved with the kids, um, who are actually fighting. Uh, but right. most of us teachers are trained in such a way as to, we know how to, just put it this way. We know how to break up the fight without breaking those rules. Right. Exactly.
0: Mm, yeah. And I, I was just like, Oh, come on. This is so this, this here is the most unrealistic thing in the whole series. <laughs> right. So it would I, have been
2: much more realistic if they took it across the street or something off the school. Right. Or something. I yeah. agree.
0: Totally agree. But to happen right in the school and granted, yeah. yes, I know they needed the second, uh, um, uh, floor cause uh, mm-hmm. Miguel falls and you know, we get all that. I get it. I, I understand the purpose. I just think it was, I don't know. I just thought it was a little silly, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I was refreshed at the end of this that we didn't have quite, I mean we had a fairly big fight cause we had the pool scene, you know, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it wasn't anything like the school fight, nothing like right. that. So right. I was refreshed. Freshed with with that, oh.
1: so, I thought that was a huge improvement. What What did you think about the house fight? Was that realistic or not?
0: Oh, I thought it was ridiculous
1: too. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> I,
0: um, yeah, I mean, oh gosh, that many people destroying the house, and 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 then Daniel and his wife come home and they're upset. But I mean, as badly as they destroyed the house, oh. I would have been coming apart. <laughs> mm-hmm. There would have been parents on the phone. There, there would have been police involved. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was so ridiculous and unrealistic yeah. too. So, yeah. <laughs> well, at least
1: it's Cobra Kai and it's all
0: unrealistic. I know, yeah. I know, it's yeah. all for fun. I get it, I get it. It's just, those, like I said, the fights, the the big fights, the 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 big dramatic fi- uh, season finale fights. I just thought was just completely totally ridiculous, but but Except like for
1: season four, yeah, season four was yeah. good. I th- they it t- was taking place at the All Valley
0: tournament, all Valley. <laughs> right? Well, and again, we did have the moment at the pool, you know, yeah. And I thought that was good, uh, you know, because it's it 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 had the potential of being that big fight again, and mm-hmm. then they all calmed down, you know, yeah. So yeah. I was like, okay, I can take this. This is, this is good. And then, like you said, they took everything out in the tournament and mm, I thought mm-hmm. that was so much better. So yep. m- much more better, by the way, <laughs> much more better.
1: Uh, where's my drink? <laughs> Time to drink. <laughs> I got it in. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So, um, um, I guess, I, you know, cause we're already an hour in, and I got to think we got to start wrapping up here for, for this part of our, our uh, episode. What else, what John, were there any other, anything else that you wanted to bring up and talk about in this episode or excuse me, in this season, I keep saying episode. Right. I'm sorry. My brain is cause we just did our Boba Fett episode. Right. And I'm (laughs) thinking, you know, episode, episode, but the season uh, of Cobra Kai.
2: I think, um, and it's, it's a part of this season, but it's a part of the whole show too um, is the music. Um, the music has really been a character of its own and the um, yeah. and I, I, I've talked with Michael about it too it's like the, the licensed music is great to hear and it's fun and they're incorporating that in great ways but just the composers um, I've been listening to the soundtrack so much over the past few weeks and the the kind of themes that they've developed for you know the themes for Daniel are, are are generally kind of classical and soft and yep. kind of mellow and uh, trying to find that balance. Um, there's a little bit of those eastern influences that Daniel has always had from Miyagi, do And Johnny has that rough edge to his music, and it's it's very much that that kind of that kind of 80s pop metal and that kind of edge to it um, that's a little bit harsher. Um, but even that, as as their characters have grown a lot more and matured and changed a lot in season four, even those themes um, are kind of becoming a little bit different. Um, I could definitely hear some of, um, some of formerly Johnny's type of music coming into Daniel's um, background when his character is, is on screen more um, in season four and even Johnny um, he's getting some of his cues and his, his musical cues and themes are becoming a lot less, in some instances, not completely, of course, but in some instances are becoming a lot less harsh and a little bit more softened.
0: Agreed. Oh. Music plays such an important part in, in both film and television. And yeah. I mean, like the the last episode of Boba Fett is is, is is proof of that because, you know, we have those moments with Luke Skywalker and, uh, well, all right, uh, spoiler talk spoiler. for Boba Fett. Sorry. Spoiler. Um, spoiler. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so we have that moment. We have the moments with Luke and Grogu, and we get the Yoda theme playing in the background. And I was sitting there going, "Oh, it's the Yoda theme, and it's so perfect for the scene." So, I mean, this is it's the same way, you know. Uh, you start hearing those those themes of of Daniel in the original films, and getting those callbacks to the original films. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, music is so important throughout
1: this. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian says I'll have to pay more attention mm-hmm. uh, to the music of Cobra Kai. I agreed. I'm gonna. I was just thinking I need to pull up my Spotify playlist and uh, add the Cobra Kai music and stuff for mm-hmm. that. It's really good. Um, and as we were talking, spoilers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, Tammy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Hey>. <laughs> well, uh, Boba Fett was on Wednesday, so. <laughs>
1: yeah, true. <laughs> 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 All right. Oh man, Mike, any last uh any last thoughts or anything else? Uh John, any last uh parting wisdom?
2: I think that I think that a lot of Cobra Kai um the unexpected um just the unexpected pop culture impact it's also having Um, does um, kind of, is kind of speaking to a zeitgeist of our times in some ways. And we talked about some of the larger themes of, um, you know, your past and the the way the past can control you and how you can try to break free from that um, to fatherlessness and looking for the authentically good male uh, father role models Mm -hmm. um, to these kinds of things that are there that are, um, that are kind of so timeless and they're just, it's just really hitting um, so much of our culture, I just, my son is in is in middle school and he just talks, it's the talk of the whole school and it's everything that they talk about. Um, they wear the shirts, they have the licensed material. It really is a phenomenon that um, I think is going to, um, I'm looking forward to what they're doing in season five and beyond. I know that the creators have at least, I think through season six mapped out um, and I really, I'm looking forward to how they're incorporating the past while making it new. Um, And it's not stuck so much in nostalgia. Um, I was talking with my wife a little bit about it, that stranger things was so steeped in nostalgia that it's impact on the culture was so much more brief. It seemed like. Um, And Cobra Kai is trying to take that nostalgia and be relevant in our modern times, but but in a way that feels natural and not necessarily so forced, and that mm. these are—you can look at these people—and I've told y'all before—I can see I can see relatives that have lived their lives in these characters, and I can see those choices, and I can see those things that look so authentic to how um, it's it's being lived out. And so I definitely I, these characters become people that you know become almost part of your family that you're inviting into your living yeah. room. You want to you want to continue to see what happens with them.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's the, uh, that, that's the, I'm struggling for the word. Um, that's how you make a good show. You know, I've talked about before in the past, uh, like with walking dead, um, there are characters in the walking dead that I absolutely love and, 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 you know, it kills me if they get killed, you know, and that kind of thing. And then when, when, when uh, fear of the walking dead came out, I could care less about any of those characters. So anytime when somebody mm-hmm. died, I was like, eh, whatever, you know? And, and I see what you're saying with Cobra Kai. Um, I care for a lot of these characters, a whole lot of, on both yeah. sides of the fence, you know, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. whether the mm-hmm. good, good guys or bad guys, there's, there's things about them that I care about each of them. So I completely get that aspect. I think you're totally right there. Um, now stranger things, you're, 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 you're trampling on a show I love. <laughs>
2: that was a good show. I didn't want to say that. Yeah. I, I think that its larger impact, though, has been different.
0: I agree with you. You're right. Um, and, and the way you said it, I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. Because Stranger Things, I'm just sitting here going, Okay, what what cool eighties reference am I gonna get yeah, in yeah, that, you yeah.
2: know? Oh it's great, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love
0: really? it. I love it. But that's that's just me being nostalgic, you know. Yeah. Um and I think it's a fun I, I think it's a, a really fun story too. I oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I really like it. But I see what you're saying with Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai th- the eighties references are there and, and sometimes they're in your face a little bit, you know, but but there's a good blend you know, with, uh, mm-hmm. with, with modern culture and, and bledding that mm-hmm. into it. I, yeah, I see what you're saying with you, what you're saying with that. And I, me, I like that. Let
1: me share what Brian stated. Brian stated that, uh, everything old comes back around again. I <laughs> know mm-hmm. yeah. that means, um, that means Steven, you, about...
0: you and I are going to be relevant again soon. <laughs> 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 I, I didn't want to say that about John. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be kind.
1: <laughs> yep. But remember how you're talking about you care about the characters, and Zig brings up this phrase that we, we brought that really was striking to me and is stuck with me is plot, plot is in service of, of character.
0: character. Yep. Zig <laughs> mentioned that yep. in our uh, our episode with them. Crossover too. in both yep.
1: episodes. And and so, yeah. you know, there is something to be said about Cobra Kai is really a character-driven film that's using the best plot items from the movies and bringing them, again, back around again with that tension, but really focusing on the character development. I mean, did did either one of you kind of feel a twinge of sadness for Kreese when he got arrested by Silver? Yeah, Yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, because Kreese... I don't think. I mean, Kreese is bad. Let's let's face it. He's a bad mm-hmm. guy. There's no no two two guesses about that. But man, compared to Silver, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's not as bad as we made him out to be. Right. Silver's one bad dude.
2: There's always a bigger fish.
0: <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. To quote Qui Gon, "There's always a bigger fish." Yeah.
1: There's always a bigger fish. Big fish. <laughs> yep. No. All right. Well, um we are running at one fifteen, so it is uh time to you know wrap things up. John, thank you, thank you so much for being with us on this. Uh, oh, thank
0: you for it, having me. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, man, I loved your insight in this. Thank you. Loved your insight. Well,
0: you know, when absolutely. you sent us the email, you, you sent us a nice long email on your insights on the show, and and Stephen and I talked, and we're like, yeah, we got to get John on. This this will oh, be a well, great thanks. episode. I'm just as
2: surprised as y'all about um, how it's become Mm -hmm. such a larger part of the zeitgeist in our culture and, and how much it has lived with me so much. I thought it was just going to be a fun show to watch. And it's just, it's, it's, as we've been talking about for the past hour or so is that it's just been, it's become a part of, you know, how we're looking at life itself sometimes. Agreed. Mm
0: -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Who would have ever thought Karate Kid would turn into that? (laughs)
2: Right, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wax on, wax off. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Very true. Well, hey everybody, thanks for joining us here for another episode of Two Geeks and a Microphone. Um, today we had three geeks and microphone. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, um, please check out our website. It's two the number two geeks. Mike.com to G-E-E-K-S-M-I-C.com. Um, that's our hub where you can get to everything, our merch page, our Kofi page. Kofi fi is um, like Patreon. Um, and so we, and they have just changed their system to a membership kind of system. So we did that and we've put in some little bonuses that we are creating. Um, if you support us now, all that money goes to pay for Mike's Lamborghini. Um, (laughs) and, uh, and so that's, that's what that's for. No, I'm just teasing. I'm glad glad I didn't have
0: that Lamborghini this week.
1: (laughs) It would have. It would have <laughs> never
0: snow. made it through the snow and ice.
1: <laughs> you wouldn't have gotten out of the driveway, <laughs> dude.
0: I had enough to, uh, trouble with my Toyota and my daughter's uh, Dodge Charger, so. <laughs> oh, my gosh, there's no way a Lamborghini would have went through this crap. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: Well, no, we appreciate the support. Um, We use that money, actually, to pay for Restream and our podcasting service and stuff like that. So um, it's all to put in so we can do this. So thank you for helping us with that. We do appreciate it, sincerely. Um, The other thing that we appreciate, everybody, is as we have gone to Restream, we we are getting great interactions and comments, and we are loving it. So thank you so much for interacting with us. Thanks for putting the comments. We're still testing things out there's that little chat overlay we may start using um we're we're still learning this you know how all this works and stuff and uh so thanks for your patience with us but thanks for interacting because that has really kicked these uh our sessions and our our podcast and and our show up a notch so thank you so much all right mike uh it i'm gonna leave it out to you to say any final words or comments and then sign us out well,
0: final comments, I love Cobra Kai. I think it's a fantastic
1: show. I would highly recommend
0: if you have not watched it, watch this show. It's incredible. And don't think you have to be tied to the Karate Kid movies in order to to enjoy it. Um, I, I honestly only remember watching the first Karate Kid movie. And they have so many uh, flashbacks and stuff and, and memories back to the originals that y- you really don't have to watch the, the originals. Um not saying that don't watch them if you if you want to watch them definitely go back and watch them uh but yeah, absolutely loved it i i and I love the stuff that we covered in this episode um some of the themes of of bullying and and uh um searching for a father figure and so on and so forth. I really love those those thoughts and ideas that are coming up in this show so <clears throat> that's my thoughts on cobra Kai um Make sure and check out our crossover event that we had with Nerdery and Murdery. Uh, part one was on their their podcast, and part two was on ours. And then, of course, we do have video podcast. Uh, one it went up on Wednesday, or no Thursday, uh,
1: and two went up. Two went up while we were doing the show, right?
0: And two went up while we were doing this show. So, um, make sure and check those out. And uh, yeah, we we'll talk
1: about Firefly and Serenity on the Nerdery side. Yes, yes.
0: And we'll, we'll leave the murdery side for you to go listen to it and, and hear what that's about. Um, <laughs> and apparently look for a upcoming, uh, crossover with three geeky dads. Cause I think that's going to happen. <laughs> we just, we just got to <laughs> finalize it. Um, and I know Brian's <laughs> probably giving us a thumbs up with that. So, um, so with that said, uh, thank you for tuning in. Oh, and, uh, tune in in just a little bit. We'll be doing Django Fett discussion. For our uh, Star Wars Podcast Day, because um, yes. Star Wars Podcast Day is coming up, so
1: yeah, uh, for those, so those that join us on the um, those that join us on live, you get a special preview of the podcast that's going to launch for National Star Wars Podcast Day,
0: right? So um, yeah, just give us a few minutes break between this and that, and come back and join us for Django Fett. With that said, I'm going to close this out, um, over and out, and may the force be with you